Welcome to Psychotherapy, where service is state-of-the-art. That was a Circuit City commercial from a long time ago. It is episode 117 of season three, and I'm here to clear my throat. (laughs) Oh, bother. Welcome to your newest episode. I have cleaned it up, freshened it up, put on a new coat of paint, and wrapped it. Welcome to the future, too. Your future. You have been awakened for the first time ever. Everything that was before does not exist. You are given a body, a mind, and everything else to start anew. The guy who built it before, the gal who built it before is gone, gone forever. That's a topic of this show. You are the person who inherited it. The body you've always wanted is there if you've built it. If not, you can build it. The money, there or not there, it came from the person that was there before and you are the person that is now. I am talking to him or her. Pronoun neutral, whoever. I'm hip, I'm with it. That was Dr. Evil doing the Macarena. So, you're welcome. Say goodbye to the past, say hello to the now, and say see you later to the future. Hi, I'm Jet Dunlap, and I'm running for your host. So thank you for listening to episode 117 of Psychotherapy, and guess what? You're never going to believe this. It's about to start. Right now, clap on Psychotherapy. The show starts. How you doing? It's good to see you. I'm Jet Dunlap. This is Psychotherapy. Get comfortable in your seat. Recline. Put your feet up. Because you're about to get psychotherapized. Remember, if you've got ears to hear me, I've got words to say. And if you hear that power tool in the background, that's little Susie Builder. My wife, she's doing this thing that's fun for me as far as a human experiment, okay? You're in psychotherapy, by the way. This has started. This is going on now, so. (laughs) A little Chief Wiggum there for you. I want to be outside using power tools. I want to be raking the leaves I want to be leaf blowing the leaves too. So that's two with the leaves. You know, if I if I had set that up in a in a writing situation, I wouldn't have gone leaves twice. But there it is. That's a part that I can't help with spontaneity. I want to be out there using power tools, folks. Why? Because man, it's a sunny day. The clouds are peppering the sky. I don't want to be in here writing my stories. Remember, sometimes I like writing, sometimes I like it a little less. I like the problems I have in writing more than I like any of the problems from other work, so that's why I know it's something I'm meant to do. But podcasting and writing instead of being outside frolicking amongst the chores, they're not chores for us, by the way. That was something that when I was growing up, it's like chores and tasks and errands. We don't do any of those things. We go to the market. That's going to the market. We... uh have to build something or repair something, that's just doing that. We don't assign it those labels. And that was never intentional. That just happened. But I'm going to get back to the point. I'm going to get back to the point, not bat to the point. I'm going to get bat to the point. Point. Gina's out there doing what she wants to do. She runs on impulse power. 
She goes where the wind blows. I can't do that because I got a show to run. I got a script to write. But it is tempting, isn't it, folks? Those things that just pop up. My office is getting close to being built. But it is easy if you work from home to go, well, I should do this, but that frame's always been crooked. Let me see if I can fix that. Okay, frame's crooked. Wow, it's kind of dusty on top of this frame. I should probably dust. You're dusting. Ugh, I'm out of pledge. I should go get pledge. You go and buy pledge, and then you're like, when I was looking at that frame, I noticed that, golly gee darn it, the table could use some work. And two weeks later, you've built a table, you've completely repainted your house, and uh, everything has changed except for the amount of work you needed to do on your computer. That is a certain type of person, and I'm one of those guys. If I don't do something for a day, I get driven mad with my brain's need to tick things off, to accomplish stuff. And that's, you know, a blessing and a curse. That's why they have that word, my wife and those power tools. I don't know if you can hear them as well as I can. Sometimes they refer to them and you can't hear them. And I I feel foolish (laughs) when I'm editing because I'm like, oh, I didn't get to hear them. Maybe I should put some power tool sound in here and post. But you know that's not my cup of tea. No cowbells, no fun little sounds from this show because, uh, well, that would take effort I don't need to put into the show. I had a topic rolling around the old noggin, a little marble in my jar, That topic, (laughs) I have unique problems, people. I am competing with my wife's drill. Oh, what a wonderful world. Oh, yeah. I had something in my head, and clearly it's been being distracted by these tools, but here it is. Ready? Kill the past. I was thinking about the past because uh, 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 I'm uh, Ian Malcolm and um, uh, here I am uh, by myself uh, talking to myself. That is the uh, essence of uh, chaos. That's from Jurassic Park 1, the only Jurassic Park. Um, I keep getting poked by the old member member berries. That's a South Park idea, Uh, not... A sponsor, but they had these things called member berries. And member berries are these berries that go around reminding you of the times you used to have, the things you used to do, and the songs you used to sing. So they go, Remember, remember this? Remember that turtle song that rang down in Africa? And it's it's like just this, this these horrible little berries that are, you know, obviously metaphors. And they hop around trying to make you remember these old things, these nostalgic things. And that is what I get hit by during the holidays. And of course I'm unique. I'm the only one who's ever had this happen. Ever. You don't get hit by nostalgia. You're not looking at your kids going, Oh, little Billy grew up. Now he's got a little Billy of his own. Named him Billy. That wasn't too creative. Wow, Bill should have gotten a little uh, little more time on the creativity activities. Creativity activities. Good job, Jet. Yeah, we have this. And so I got rid of Time Hop after like 2,000 days. I told you I had it forever so I could get all these memories. And they'd show up every day. So the first thing I saw in the morning was my old pictures and it made me sad. I deleted that probably somewhere around a year ago. It was tough because I was used to, you know, it would tell you how many times you had looked at time hop. What a, what a eh, sneaky little thing it was. Anyway, don't get it. It's the worst. I thought I was over that. And then Facebook starts doing the same thing. So I get hit. 
159 photos from Christmas Eve of 2012, the year the Mayans inaccurately predicted the end of the world. Mayans and their calendars. Why are we trusting calendars that are that old? What have the Mayans done for you lately? Someone's sitting there at the computer. Well, actually, Jet, Mayans invented... My point is that the member berries are not good because there's... <laughs> None of this is going to be news to you guys, okay? But it's still worth going over. Those days that we can now be bombarded by with all these photos, if you're not like me, then you don't have 40,000 photos in your phone. I could be plagued with photos on a level that is obscene because I probably take like 20 pictures a day. I, I like documenting stuff. I, that's why I do journals. That's why I do this. So I'm hit with 2012 and there in a beautiful bow is my wife. She dressed up. She made this costume for Christmas Eve that made her look like this, like, I don't know, love actually kind of present style thing. Oh my God. Falcor was brand new. Our doggy was not even a year old. Okay. And people who were alive then aren't anymore. People who were spry then are now old. And even old long-tooth Magoof Jet was a little younger. Had a little bit more of a spring in his step. He had a successful job. No, he didn't. What are you talking about? It wasn't that long ago. No, he was just him and he, you know, he had a fedora. But uh, it's hard to not think, wow, look at the family. There were so many of them. There's this classic picture I took. Yeah, I'm a pretty good picture taker. Maybe I'll make it the cover art for this show. If you don't look at the cover art for this show, you are missing out. All of it's original. All 117 episodes are original cover art. And this particular photo that I'm thinking of is of my Uncle John. He's a gentleman of stature. He's six foot four and he's raising a glass. And the rest of the family is at Maggiano's. We rent out the Bellagio room every year. Not this year because, you know, COVID. I mean, there's like 50, 60, 70 of us. I'm not good at math. Probably around there. And he's holding up a glass, this beautiful oak in the background. It's a nice room. It's uh, at the Grove in LA. Very fancy. Everyone else has their glasses up, but he's at a higher level because he's standing there sitting. Classic picture, whole family. Everyone's laughing, having a great time. I captured a moment. And I saw this and I go, wow, those were some good times. I enjoyed those times. You know, in retrospect, everything's enjoyable. My last episode was called Hindsight is 2020, except without the is. I was too clever for that, and I don't know why I said it was here. Yeah. Right? Look at that. Those good old days. We're not supposed to do that. The package we were given when we were delivered to this earth, however long ago you thought that was, uh, was this unit. We got some legs. We got some arms. We got some eyes. We got a nose. We got some ears. That's the setup brain, all the other stuff, uh, equipment to make more people. You know the deal. If you haven't, you know, look it up. I'm not here to tell you. We keep inventing these pieces of technology that throw us into a future that is unbelievable. We upgrade ourselves with the technology we use to upgrade ourselves. So that's happening exponentially. Since we started using elk and deer jaws to dig holes, as opposed to using our hands, we were increased in our ability. Then when we used a bone to hit an animal, our arm was extended the length of the bone. So our reach was literally longer. 
Now we were digging holes with the jawbone. Now we were hitting things with a bone or a stick. So our arms were longer. And then we found a rock and we're like, a rock, man, this makes my hand heavier. Now I can crush things with more force. So we kept upgrading the human unit we were given. So as that happened, we had this unique situation happen in humanity. Now we're talking about a long time ago in case you didn't catch that. When we started this, we now had time to think. Before that, we were hungry and skinny and we needed to spend all our time looking for food and avoiding predators and looking out after our young. Once we started getting these longer arms, heavier arms, and uh, eventually fire, which really changed everything, we could get a little plumper. We could put a little fat on. And because of that, we had moments in between necessity and we could think. And humans can do some pretty remarkable things with thinking. But one of the things we could do now is spend a lot of time on the past. Not something that humans had until they started inventing technology. We're not supposed to. We have this planet-sized brain that's able to do these things it was never able to do before. We're supplemented by our incredible technology. Technology now that's on us all the time, which is just a step away from being integrated into us physically. Software to wetware. Wetware being us, our human form. Having things that go from wearables to being internal. And eventually, our connection with technology will keep advancing until we are unified with technology in a way that we become physically immortal. That's the eventuality. It's going to happen. Mark my words. Future uh, civilizations, you heard it from me first, the ghost of Jet Dunlap. Go ahead and bring me back if you can, by the way. Uh, Permission given. (sighs) Wow, wouldn't that be awesome if this serves me? (laughs) That's a script right there. Anyway, here we go. The deal is that the past should die. It should die. We don't need to hold on to it. That's what sleep is in part. When you started listening to this show, you were a different person. You couldn't talk to that person. That's how I know you're not that person. If you wanted to talk to that person, you'd have to get in a time machine and talk to him. You can't do it. You cannot do it. I had an episode called The Little Death. What was The Little Death? When you go to sleep, you're wiped clean. In moments, you have the same thing. It's not that dramatic, but you still have a cleaning of your memory. We don't remember everything we can't. It would be too much. Your subconscious does, but that is uh, not put into your waking days because it would just crush you. You, you know, collapse under the weight of all that stuff. So you're cleared. That's how we should be. So what do I do when I get these moments where I'm thinking, <sighs> things used to be different. <laughs> Even when I say it out loud, and maybe that's what you need to do. You need to talk to someone or just talk to my radio right now or your radio. It's not my radio. You own it. Talk to the thing that's talking to you through me. Go ahead and talk to yourself. It's fine. No one, no one cares. But the reason I talk about talking out loud is once I say it, it seems ridiculous. I know that when those things were going on that seemed so perfect in the past, they were not perfect. I was not happy. And even if it was, it doesn't matter. It's gone. Over, done with, gone. Nothing I can do about it. That's how time works. It is a river that goes with the flow. And if you try and fight that flow, you will be very tired and you will have gotten almost nowhere. Do we want that? I say no, we don't. We don't want that. We want to go where we were supposed to go. Your your higher purpose, something that is intuitively connected with what you want to do. Not, <laughs> I'm not saying become an automaton. Hey man, sheeple, look at those lemmings. I'm not talking about that. So we have to kind of say goodbye to the past. There was a lot of nostalgia in 2020 because it's so easy to go man last year was different than this year and who's gonna say you're wrong 
can't be wrong there. Of course it is. That's just a thing. But then we say things like, well, last year was better. Okay, maybe it wasn't. I have tried meditating again. I haven't reached Satori or enlightenment recently, so not since like 2000. I had moments of enlightenment in my life twice. One of the last times was like 2002, where just everything became clear and I felt completely centered with the universe. It's been a while. I haven't had that while I'm meditating, but I do try and ground myself because all of a sudden I'll get these waves of fury or waves of nostalgia or just waves of something I don't want to feel. And I try and ground. I... Isn't it terrible? But the more busy you get, the less time you have to do that or the less time you give yourself to do that. And that's the time where you need to do it. I'm not sad or even close to depressed, but it's stressful. You know? I just uh, wrote down so many things in my calendar I have to do. (laughs) And, And then you're like, oh my God, I have all these things. None of them have any tight deadlines and a lot of them are like four or five days away from now. But I get anxious. Oh no, what am I going to do? It has to be done. It has to happen. What if I did them all now? And then I'm like, oh, let me do this. Podcasting wasn't one of those things. <sighs> the past is best left there. Use it as a reference. Rifle through the things that our gray matter can actually hold on to, our memories. Don't use this Facebook stuff. It's poison. The memories fade for a reason. In the time they're supposed to. That helps you come to terms with things. It's easy to get over the bad times, easier to hold on to the good times. And the good times become fuzzier, but you still remember the warm feeling of it. They're not as clear as a picture, but they hold a resonance. The bad times, that becomes fuzzy, which is good. You don't want to remember that. And then the emotion for that fades. So it works out. It balances itself. The trick is trying to control the technology's influence on you. And there's nothing that is taught about this. There's no class that is teaching you to interact with technology in the right way. I use the internet like none of my friends do. I can be educated on a matter I never knew before at a level that would have been something you'd have to find with a professor years ago, 10, 20 years ago. I leverage everything I read leads me to something else I read and I just keep feeding the beast, my brain. And so I reach levels I never thought I could. That's good. But then sometimes it does what it did that I already told you about. I'm not going to go back into it. You've heard it. And we don't need that. Put it down. We do not need to hold on to that. We can let it go. Give you a little Eastern voice there. Not like New York East. (laughs) I think you got that. When you do that, when you release... And that's what it is. They're, they're prisoners in your brain. When you release them and you say, thank you, memories, goodbye, then you can move on a lot easier. And then you're a more light human. It's easier for you to respond to stimuli as it comes because you're not dragging this giant bag of past. And this other bag in front of you that's called what I think the future will be, you just stay focused. Now, I'm on medications that throw me out of balance on this, too. Uh, I take focus medications, and I take medications that are supposed to make me less sad. So sometimes when I forget to take them, or I take them at the wrong time, I get thrown this, but that's not that different. A lot of us live better through pharma. 
I've thought about stopping it. I have stopped it. But here's the problem with me stopping my focus pills. I can't read. <laughs> and uh, and that's problematic. I just walk around the house singing and eating things. It's fine. I mean, that, that worked out for some people. Pavarotti. Uh, I'm not comparing myself to Pavarotti, but I am saying that that's what I do. So I take these things and they make me focused and I can write and I can manage and I can do things like print out resumes. It's just an example. I can do a lot of other stuff. I'm not trying to show off, but I can think a lot. But finding a balance between thinking and overthinking, that is a magic little thing to do. And little things make big things. You let go of that guff. You throw it out into the wind, you say, so long, and it flies through the air. It's gone. You can move on. There was this guy I worked with when I was a chap. I was about 21, and I worked in car sales. Man, oh, man, you're thinking, car sales? Did you sell a used car? Were you a used car salesman? Yes, I was. I wore a suit. 102 degree days, I wore a suit, and I sold people cars. And guess what? Getting into a really hot black interior two-door Mustang when it's 102 degrees and you're wearing a suit. Not a fun time. What were you doing to 21? Not that. Lucky you. There was this guy, and I don't remember his name. He was skinny, dark hair, older than me. Could have been 25, could have been 55. I don't know. When you're young, you don't really gauge age. What a lucky thing that you don't even know is going on. He would leave what's called the point. The point is where you're supposed to be at the front of the dealership. Who's on point? Which is funny because my wife simultaneously at the same time in her life was on point doing ballet and I was on point selling cars. It's a regular lady in the tramp, but I shouldn't call her a tramp. I was on point and this guy just means you have ups. Ups is another, I keep going into jargon. Basically, you're the next person to talk to a customer who hits a lot. You have to take that customer even if you don't like him. So if it looks like a homeless person, you have to talk to him. If you just, what they call cherry-picked, now I've given you three new terms. Cherry-picked means you're like going to try and get people who just look fancy so you have a better chance of uh, selling a car, and that's not allowed. So I'm on point, I'm up next. I see this guy. I think his name was Robert. How funny, I've never thought that I'd remember that. He goes out towards a car when I'm on point, and I'm thinking, what's he doing, taking my ups? (laughs) I'm on point, he's taking my ups. What a (laughs) cherry-picker. There you go, some sales language. And Robert's not. He veers to the right. My customer's to the left, my potential customer. And he goes, ah, damn it, go away. I look to my friend, Marco Waterhouse, and I say, Marco. He says, Polo. Jesus, Jet, stay on topic. I say to Marco, I say, hey, Marco, uh, Robert's insane? And he goes, no, man, it's his ex-girlfriend. And I'm, what do you mean his ex-girlfriend? His ex-girlfriend's not here. He's yelling at the air in front of people, like publicly, and shaking his head and pumping his fist like a madman. And it's like, no, he's just never gotten over his ex-girlfriend. Hey, your customer's here. And he taps me. I go to my customer. After I know with my customer, I come back and I talk to Robert. And I'm like, Robert, what was that thing? He seemed like a, I mean, he was a stressed out dude, but could have a conversation with. He wasn't wackadoo nuts, not cuckoo nuts. So he said, oh, man, sorry, it's my ex-girlfriend. She just gets in my head and I got to get rid of her. She gets in my head and I have to get rid of her. Isn't that crazy? We have that every single day. We suffer from what he suffered from. And I even find myself sometimes, and it's rare because I've caught myself on it, but going, ah, damn it, get out of my head. (laughs) Memories. Like the corners of my mind. Did I already do that this episode? 
Uh, no Midler. Remember, that's my rule. No Midler. That's not Midler. So it doesn't matter. I can sing that all day long. No Midler. Bet Midler, that is. I thought Robert was nuts. He was yelling at his memories, trying to get him out of his head. Then I said, Robert, when was the last time you uh, were with this chick? And he said, eight years ago. Robert had never dated again, and he was still trying to chase this woman out of his head. So when I have these little memory bubbles that percolate, it's not so bad. Think about that, guys. Here's what it is. You are being plagued by a ghost, a phantom, a wraith. Oh, those are all uh, Rolls Royces, aren't they? Well, I want the one with the steel hood and the convertible with, like, um, cherry wood back. Uh, what's that, like, thing that where the convertible top goes in? Am I just talking to you about what kind of Rolls Royces I want? Well, that's good. I put it on my mental vision board. You are being attacked by a ghost. You got to give up the ghost. It's another song. I'm not going to sing it. I want to. <laughs> give up the ghost. You don't need it. Give up the ghost of your past. Give up the ghost of that relationship that didn't work out. Give up the ghost of that boss you hated. Give up the ghost of that person who tortured you mentally. Give up the ghost of your childhood. Put it down. Ghost, bust it. Bustin' makes me feel good. Damn it. Another song, but that's a movie song. Not a sponsor. Ghostbusters is not a sponsor. Bust that ghost. You don't need it. It's gone. You and I are healing each other today. You came in. You sat down in the psycho chair. You talked to Professor Psycho, and I am curing you of your ghosts. Bam. Be gone, ghost. Go away. You don't need any more. That's what exorcism is. That's what the churches try and do. They try and get rid of your demons. What's a demon but a ghost of a memory? I will exorcise it. Get out, ghost. If you have seen um, There Will Be Blood, it's that scene with that guy. He's like, get out, ghost. If you were here, I would gouge you. And he starts yelling. He, I think he won an Oscar. Weird scene. He's a preacher. Anyway. <laughs> Get out, ghost. Get out of Judith. Get out of Joseph. Get out of Robert. Get out of Tommy. Get out of Don. Real name Donald. Get out. I release you. Now that I've released you, ghosts be gone. Disappear. Turn into a rainbow. Turn into a cloud. That is my recommendation to you. Crazy? Yes. Strange? Sure. All over the place? You betcha. But what do I tell you? You're hearing, I'm talking, I'm out of words or blurs or verds, and uh, I thank you. This is, do you hear that hammering with this crazy nutcase wife of mine? You have got to see her. We got to do some kind of video show because she is just gorgeous. She's hiding behind wood shavings. We got to get her out. We have to maybe put a good ghost in her. Let's just leave the ghost alone, Jet. We need to release her ghost too. I'm going to go ghostify my wife. And say goodbye to you. No more words. I'm Jet Dunlap, the doctor of psychotherapy. Thanking you for stopping by my office. Have an incredible week. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.